You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. Zeal for your house consumes me. Zeal is devotion. Zeal is determination. Zeal is eagerness. Zeal is earnestness. Zeal is passion. Zeal is perseverance. Zeal is having that fierceness about you, having a fire in your belly this morning. That's zeal. One man said it this way. I've changed it so it could suit us as disciples. He says a zealous man as a disciple is preeminently a man of one thing. It's not enough to say that he is earnest. He is hearty. He is uncompromising, thoroughgoing or wholehearted, fervent in spirit. The zealous man sees one thing. He cares for one thing. He lives for one thing. He's swallowed up in one thing, and that one thing is to build the house of God. Whether he lives or whether he dies, whether he has health or whether he has sickness, whether he's rich or whether he is poor, whether he pleases man or whether he gives off offense, whether he is thought as wise or whether he is thought as foolish, whether he gets the blame or he gets the praise, whether he gets the honor or whether he gets the shame. All this is the zealous man that cares nothing at all about those things. He burns for one thing, and that one thing is to build the house of God, to advance the glory of God. If he is consumed in that very burning, he's content. He feels that like a lamp, he is made to burn. And if consumed in the burning, he has zealously done the work for which God appointed him. Can the church say amen to that? Yeah. Revelation chapter 5. God says this to us. Of course, he comes to John. He, he gives this great revelation in verse 8. He says, each of, the four revel- each of the four living creatures had six wings, was covered with eyes all around. Even under his wings, day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come in the church said. You know what's so powerful about this? It says, God is holy, holy, holy. Yet in the Bible, it never says God is love, love, love. It never says God is peace, peace, peace. Highlighting that, that, that God is holy. First Peter, chapter 1. First Peter. Peter tells us this. Verse 13. It says, therefore, pre- prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given when Jesus Christ is revealed as obedient children. Do not conform to the evil desires you had when you were lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, 
So be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. And the church said, Amen. you know, I, I really believe before we even get to, 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 to John chapter 2, the preeminent thing that Jesus was focused on when he cleared that temple was the holiness of God. And he says, be holy because I am holy. You know, you want to be holy because you want to save your kids. You want to be holy because you want to be a great example. But, but holiness is because you want to be like God. You, you, you want to be like God, and God is holy. John chapter 2. I've got four points for you. Zeal to be holy. Zeal to bear fruit. Zealous prayers and zealous vision. I'll say it again. Zeal to be holy. Zeal to bear fruit. Zealous prayers and zealous vision. John chapter 2. Of course, Jesus is cleansing the temple here. Incredible, incredible example of the zeal of Jesus. You know what's so awesome about the zeal of Jesus is he cleared the temple not one time. He cleared it two times. At the beginning of his ministry and at the end of his ministry. So, so, so Jesus was consistently zealous. This wasn't a one-off type of conference type of moment. He was always full of zeal. And my Bible tells me, James says, show me your faith without deeds. I'll show you my faith for what I do. So don't, don't tell me you're zealous on the inside, but not zealous on the outside. There, there was someone tried to tell me a long time, oh, bro, bro, my zeal's on the inside. You're more zealous on the outside. No, you, 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 you have no zeal. And his preaching had no zeal. His preaching had no passion. I didn't believe him. I didn't believe him. We've got to have that zeal that comes out. Jesus says this here in John chapter 2. Zeal to be holy. After this, verse 12, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and his brothers and his disciples. They stayed there for a few days. When it was almost the time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. I love that. It says he, he goes down to Capernaum, but he goes up to Jerusalem. Of course, Jerusalem has all the mountains around it. You, you always got to go up to Jerusalem. Just highlighting that we are always focused there on God. Verse 14, says in the temple courts, he found men selling cattle, sheep, doves, others sitting at tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple area, both sheep and cattle, scattered the coins of the money changers, overturned the tables. To those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. How dare you turn my father's house? into a marketplace. His disciples remember, it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. Then the Jews demanded of him, what miraculous sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? Jesus answered him, destroy this temple, I'll raise it in three days. The Jews replied, taking 46 years to build this temple, you're gonna destroy it in three days. But the temple he had spoken of was his body after he was raised from the dead. His disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. You know, Jesus just walks into the temple and, and, and he just sees things that are not holy. Modern day example, he, he walks in, he, he sees Barclays, Goldman Sachs, he sees J.P. Morgan, he just, he just turns the tables on over. 
He's consumed with the zeal of God to keep the temple holy, to keep the church pure, to keep the church set apart, to keep the church different than the world. Exodus chapter 32. You know, zeal doesn't just mean passion alone. It means jealousy. Being jealous for the temple. Being jealous for what we have. Being jealous for our movement. When I think about jealousy, I think about this, this marriage coming up with Victor Como right there and, and Krista Cameron. And, you know, you know, Victor, he's a nice guy. But, but if you look, you look at his lady right there, there, there's a little jealousy that comes on up. Because that, that's his wife. And yet this is our church. We got to have a jealous zeal. Exodus 32. Exodus 32, verse 15. Moses was very zealous to keep things holy. Verse 15. Of course, this is the issue with the golden calf. Aaron's making all these excuses, blaming everybody else. Verse 15. Moses turned and went down to the mountain where the two tablets of the testimony in his hands. They were inscribed on both sides from the back. The tablets were the work of God. The writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. When Joshua heard the noise of the people shouting, he said to Moses, there is sound of war in the camp. Moses replied, it's not the sound of victory. It's not the sound of defeat. It is the sound of singing that I hear. When Moses approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, his anger burned, and he threw the tablets out of his hands, breaking them to pieces at the foot of the mountain, highlighting that God's people had broken their covenant with him. And he took the calf that he had made, burned it in a fire, then ground it to powder, scattered it on the water, and made the Israelites drink it. It's like golden calf right there. Keep the house holy. I'm really, really so, so fired up about the London church. I'm fired up about the London church, but I, I'm so fired up about our movement leaders. In particular, Kip and Elaine. They have a zeal to keep our church holy, to keep us set apart, to drive out the things we need to drive out. And of course, the first temple is your own heart. Driving out the impurity, driving out the pride, driving out the contempt, which has come into our church from time to time. And that can steal your zeal. But when you have contempt, when you have bitterness, you have all these things in your heart. We've got to have a zeal for the holiness of the Lord. Joshua chapter 14. We've got to have zealous faith. Zealous faith. Verse 7. It was 40 years. I, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea for the land. And I brought back according to my convictions. But my brothers who went up made the hearts of the people sink. 
I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. You know, you, you study out Joshua six different times. It says he was wholehearted. And that wholeheartedness gave him zeal. It says, I followed the Lord wholeheartedly. So on that day, Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance. And that all your children forever, because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said, to the, said this to Moses while Israel moved about in the desert. So here I am today, 85 years old. I'm still as strong as today as the day Moses sent me out. He's still, he's still zealous right there. Zeal has nothing to do with your age. Has nothing to do with the campus being zealous. Oh, that's a zealous guy. No, he was consistently zealous because he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. When you are wholeheartedly, you will be zealous. And he had a zealous faith right here. It was incredible. The reason why I was zealous, because I, I think it transitioned. Of course, if you study it out right here, you, you, you find out that Othanel was the distant relative of Caleb. He was the distant relative of Caleb. And Caleb's faith, dare we say, rubbed off on Othanel. Othanel is someone who's mentioned in the book of Judges. That's a whole generation later. You say, well, what's the point? The point is that I, I really believe we, we've got to have zealous faith for this generation and for the next generation. It, it's not just this generation. I, I, I want my family, my kids, everybody, we've got to get the world. We've got to put faith in our kids so they can evangelize the nations in their generation as well. We've got to have that zealous, zealous, zealous faith. Luke chapter 19. Zealous to preach. Luke 19. Jesus says this, another clearing here in verse 47. Verse 46, it says it is written, he said to them, my house will be a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of robbers. And then in verse 47, it says, every day he was teaching at the temple, but the chief priests and the teachers of the law and the leaders among the people were trying to kill him. Zeal to preach every day. We got to have zeal to preach every day. That's every day. That's today. That's tomorrow. That's every day. I'm so fired up. Some of the, we, we got some zealous young men in our, in, our, in our church right here. What I'm fired up about is Yami Bella. You know, you know, David says in the book of Psalms, chapter 119, he says, my zeal wears me out because I'm preaching the word. And yet that, that, that's Yami Bella. Now, he may come late to staff every now and then. But he's got a good excuse. Bro, I was in accounting of the cost study right there. That, that's a good thing, but I've also helped him to say, bro, you don't want to steal a Bible to have a quiet time. You don't want to, you know, Rob Peter pay Paul type of thing right there. So you want to do the study and then be here on time. But he's always preaching the word. Always zealous. Day after day, preaching the word. I'm so fired up about Yuri Zykoff. Zealous to keep our church holy, but zealous in his faith and zealous to preach 
the word. You say, what does Yuri do? Of course, Yuri moved here. He landed here in London. And of course, it, it was a challenge. His school was in Germany. He studied here, stayed faithful as a disciple, went back and forth traveling to Germany. Not only did he graduate from his university in Germany, came back here, got a job, became the top salesman, was offered 100,000 US dollars to stay on with his company. He says, no, I want to preach the word every day. He gave it up, and now he's an intern in the London National Christian Church. Are you zealous to preach the word? I think there are things that steal zeal. Fear can steal zeal. One man says, fear is faith in reverse. Believing the worst will happen. Not believing the best will be accomplished. Other words, we try to build the movement again. Uh, that steals your zeal. That's fear. I think popularity can steal your zeal. Don't want to seem fanatical. So you keep it hush-hush. Keep, keep, keep it quiet. Don't, don't, don't want to be too radical. We, we see that a lot here in London. But we, we, we are radical. We are fanatical. This is who we are. We're not out to be popular. We will not be popular. Be, wanting to be popular can steal your zeal. If you're, if you're campus kid, you want to be popular, it'll steal your zeal. You're a teen, you want to be popular, it'll steal your zeal. Even us as, as married, we, we kind of want to, it can steal your zeal. You just want to be popular. This can't be our heart. You know, I'm fired up about some of the other young guys in our church. Paul Busari. Yeah. Michael Cashora. He's the... Michael did all the design work here for the conference. And, and they, they, they just been getting on the tube and, and, and just, Michael Kishore is a little, little nervous and, and him and Paul, they, they get on the tube and Michael, you know, he's kind of quiet right there, but the guy says, bro, you gotta be zealous. So he gets on the tube and he just opens his Bible. He's, I'm Michael and you need to follow Jesus. <laughs> just opens it on up. Not trying to be popular. What steals zeal? When the precious becomes oh too familiar. When what we are doing becomes oh too familiar. Just familiar. And in that way, Satan doesn't steal your salvation. He just makes you forget what it means to be lost. Internet idolatry. Six billion minutes a day are spent on Facebook. Three billion photos are added per month on Facebook. 28% of people check Facebook before they get out of bed. 48% of teens check Facebook before they get out of bed. Women have 55% more posts than men on Facebook. Zealous for Facebook, stealing your zeal for the kingdom of God. The fight against forgiveness steals your zeal. What's the fight against forgiveness? It sounds like this, you may have heard it. I have trust issues. I don't believe in that. I believe there are, you have forgiveness issues. When I'm, when I'm struggling in my trust, it's because there's something I haven't forgiven. But I don't say I have a forgiveness issue because that means I'm in sin. So I say it really, you know, trust issues. That, that, no, you got a forgiveness issue. You have an issue with forgiving. And it steals your zeal. These are things that steal our zeal. Zeal to bear fruit. Let's get there. Zeal to bear fruit. John chapter 15. Man, them 30 minutes go quick. 
Verse 2, he says, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Unfruitfulness is a salvation issue. You get cut off from God. If you're not growing, you're dying. When we stop growing in London, it, it scares me. Because it means I'm dying. You know, we had a great talk with Kip and Lena a few weeks back. And they said, bro, yeah, you've had some additions, some numbers, but you guys aren't growing. That scared me. It didn't just go, oh, yeah. No, it scared me. Does not growing scare you? Do you think, wow, I'm going to be cut off if I am not fruitful? Parable of the farmer and the tree. Farmer comes to the tree. Says, tree, good morning. Tree says, good morning. Farmer says, how you doing, tree? Tree says, well, I'm, I'm doing just fine, farmer. Isn't it a lovely morning? Great day. Farmer says, yes, it is. It's just one thing. I just, I, haven't, I, I don't see any fruit. See all your nice leaves and foliage and all that good stuff. Just don't see any fruit. See your trunk's kind of rooted and everything. It's awesome. Where's the fruit? Tree says, master, well, you'll notice that I'm more anchored than any of the other trees in the orchard. I have beautiful leaves. They can be seen from anywhere. No broken branches, sagging branches and all that stuff. No scuff marks from all the climbers climbing on me. The farmer says, that's good enough. But I planted you for one purpose, to bear fruit. Not to look pretty and not to preserve yourself. Suppose all my trees had your attitude. Why have you not produced fruit? Well, I, treated, I, I tried, I tried a few years ago. Some beautiful fruit happened, but it was so hard to, to produce the fruit, and then some of it fell to the ground. It became rotten, and the odor was terrible. My limbs got all broken. It was challenging, and I, I, I don't... After an experience like that, what can you expect of me? The farmer says, well, I can expect you're going to make good wood in my fireplace. you're not growing, you're dying. It's not enough to be faithful. We've got to be fruitful. It's not enough. We've got to be fruitful. And we've got to bear good fruit. We've had some good fruit here. Jamal, the song leader you see that's up here leading songs, a little, little Italian guy, he was homeless at one stage, believing in the Quran. Now he's a sold-out disciple. He's going to be captain of the club at, at uh, Hackney College where he goes. He's good fruit. Jeanette Yeboah, you're going to hear her sing tonight. She was offered $5 million recording contract to give up her faith and do all this stuff. She denies it, realizing she's got to sacrifice a lot of things she believes, like the Bible. Becomes a sold-out disciple. That's true X-Factor right there. We've got another incredible brother named Abraham, screenwriter, artist, servant. Radical, radical. He's got the cool kind of braids right there. I can't grow my hair like that anymore, but amen. Just good fruit. We've got to bear good fruit. That means we've got to go after opinion leaders. People that can lead us. Do you want to meet the next evangelist? Do you think that? Well, I want to meet the next evangelist. I want somebody who does greater things than me. We've got to have zeal to bear fruit. We've got to have zealous prayers. Zealous prayers. You know, here in the church, we teach one thing. 
if, if today you had everything that you thank God for yesterday, what would you have? If today you had everything that you thank God for yesterday in prayer, what would you have today? What would you have today? Are you grateful for the kingdom? Are you grateful? Would you have the movement? Would you have the church? Would you have what we have? Would you have the relationships? Would you have your discipling partners? What, what would you have? Are you giving zealous prayers out there? I'm talking about prayers that scare. I, I prayed a prayer this morning. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it scared me. When's the last time you prayed a prayer that scares you? That really, honestly, from your heart, it actually scares you. Zealous prayers. The men in the Bible had zealous prayers. The women in the Bible, zealous prayers. We've got to have zealous prayers. And i got to close here. We've got to have a zealous vision. You see our zealous vision right here. There's no greater vision than this vision right here. Matthew chapter 28. Maybe this has become familiar to you. It hasn't to me. It's still my vision. Hopefully it's still good to you. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18. Verse 17 says, when they saw him, they worshiped. Some doubted. Yep. Verse 18 says, then Jesus came and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. Surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And of course, this is our Crown of Thorns Europe project. Two thousand and sixteen, we're going to Stockholm right there. Two thousand and seventeen, we're going to Amsterdam right there. Two thousand and eighteen, we're going to Madrid, Spain right there. Two thousand and nineteen, we're going to Berlin right there. Two thousand and twenty, we're going to Rome right there. Two thousand twenty-one, Bucharest right there. Two thousand and twenty-two, Warsaw, we're going there. And in two thousand twenty-three, Budapest. I want to challenge you to sign up for a mission team. I want to challenge you to embrace this vision. To say, I want to come to Europe and be on one of these church plantings. I want to challenge you to talk to me after this service. Say, I want to be on a church planting. I want to make disciples of all nations. I'm not going to put my culture over my calling. Where I want to make disciples of my culture, but not all nations right there. I want to go to all nations and make true disciples. I'll close with a poem here. If I got two minutes. Okay, literally two minutes. The tree that never had to fight. For sun, sky, air, and light. Stood out on the open pane. Always got its share of rain. Never became a forest king. But lived and died a scrubby thing. The man who never had to toil. To gain and farm his patch of soil. Who never had to win his share of sun and sky and light and air. Never became a manly man. Lived and died as he began. Good timber doesn't grow with ease. 
The stronger wind, the stronger trees. The further sky, the greater length. The more the storm, the more the strength. By sun, by cold, by rain and snow, and trees and men, good timber grows. Where thickest lies the forest growth, we find the patriarchs of both. They hold counsel to the stars. Broken branches show our scars of many winds, much strife. Zealously building the house of God is the only Christian life. God bless you. We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk. That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H.org.uk. And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events or devotionals you can find all that on our website also once again we'd like to thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one